0: welcome to the perspectives with Catherine Tune podcast
1: All Right, everybody i am so excited i i i kept on running into this amazing person matt pandell welcome to the program
0: thank you very much i'm glad to be here
1: I am so glad you're here and I and I in the middle of my sentence and I want it was so in my heart to reach out and I said wow let's do that so we did so this is great so I'm so glad you're here
0: thank you very much
1: awesome so for those of you who may not know Matt which probably won't be for for a long period of time where you won't know him because he keeps on showing up in all these fabulous places <laughs> I'm going to go ahead And read your Bible. I keep on saying your Bible. I I am not trying to convince you to do (laughs) translation, but it keeps on coming up here. I don't know what that is, but okay. You can just pray for me. It'll be good. I'm going (laughs) to read your bio so people can really kind of get a picture of where you come from. So a trained behavioral psychologist and theologian, Dr. Matt Pandel is first and foremost a communicator. And I can totally uh, see that he's experienced uh, his experience has varied and includes over two decades of mental health practice and academia. He holds terminal degrees in theology and psychology, as well as undergraduate and graduate work in education, ministry and family therapy. He's a, rem- a member of the American Psychological Association Society for Pediatric Psychology is a qualified mental health professional for for children and adolescents. And with the Virginia Board of Counseling is a certified life coach and is a certified clinical trauma professional. I could not do that all in one breath. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to his work as an academic dean and professor of Trinitarian Theology at Global Grace Seminary, Dr. Pandell is a published author, maintains a private consulting practice, serves as a regional mental health advisor, he resides in the picturesque Shenandoah Valley of Virginia with his wife and best friend, Carrie. Welcome. Thank <laughs> that's impressive. That's a that's a lot to, I'm, I'm sure you will live up to that just fine, but just maybe it's not fair to do all that <laughs> because expectations is like, and the walking on water will commence. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to have fun today. We already are. And we're going to have fun talking about the fall, which is kind of an ironic uh, thing to have fun over. But there, there is some real clarity that needs to be born in this. And I know you have a unique and powerful insight. So, I mean, let a rip. What do you what What is this thing called the fall? And what are your insights that you want to share?
0: Well, it, it's one of those things where if, if the foundation's crooked. Uh anything we build on, it's going to be crooked too. Uh and, and when we look at what gets termed the fall, or I, there's other terms that that I, I've used for it that I think are are maybe a bit more accurate. Uh any Bible you're going to look in is going to have that chapter subject heading as the fall. Um so we almost have to use that just so people know what we're talking about. Uh, but it, it really was a distortion. Um, it, it it was the entrance of an idea even before sin and death arrive on the scene. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's one of those concepts that regardless of where you're at in your uh, personal theology or your journey, in, in an awareness of, of the finished work, and an awareness of grace, whether you have a full awareness, well, none of us have a full awareness, but you have a significant awareness or no awareness, uh, the end result is that we all kind of still see the fall as this tragic event um, that you know resulted in, in in Adam and Eve being expelled from the garden and all these just horrific things befalling them as a result. Um, when it actually is one of the most kind, protective acts in Scripture, um, and and if if we look through it, everything as a lens of Father as uh, a protective Papa who, much like people with their own natural children, you, you cannot. Allow them to stay in a condition that's less than who they are, um, knowing that the end result of that is going to be pain and heartache and chaos. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it is interesting to me that when it almost seemed to be the one topic I could hold on to that, whether I was talking to evangelicals or I was talking to liturgical, uh, charismatics or, or, or grace folks, we all could agree on, on what the fall was. And even that has now been stripped away from me, Catherine. I I am, I am left with nothing now as my common dialogue, uh, but, uh, it it really is a total paradigm shift Mm -hmm. that. The way it was always taught to me, right? And so, you know, we're, we're always inevitably guilty of of regurgitating what was given to us until Father releases something different to us. Exactly. Um, but I had always been taught this concept of you know sin and death entered through the fall, um, through that transgression, and that's where the story always starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of the story really is is formulated at the last verse of Genesis two. That they were naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, their condition, their state of existence was naked. Um, that does not change as the narrative unfolds. The condition never alters. Mm-hmm. All that changes is the cognitive impression, the, the perception of who they are. That alters. Um, right. so you have a of
1: design, naked and Absolutely. unashamed. Absolutely. And they remain naked and without shame, except their cognitive perception took a nosedive. Am I hearing this
0: correctly? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even originate with the eating of the tree. Mm -hmm. It can be traced back further. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, the tree is where I was always taught this started. Till the tree, everything was fine. Yeah. Well, all it took, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. If we go back to Genesis 1. We get 26, 27. They're Mm -hmm. created in the image and likeness of God. They are as like God as a human being is ever capable of being. Yes. So that's their innate nature is the image and likeness, the imprint. If you look at the Hebrew, it it suggests a seal being pressed Mm -hmm. down. This is who they are. So so that's their nature. Mm -hmm. That nature includes being naked and unashamed. Um, That is their condition, and they're fine. They have no awareness. Everything's wonderful. They have no awareness of contradiction. I'll put it that way. They have awareness, but but not of of negative things. Exactly. But then all it takes is the serpent to show up Mm -hmm. and suggest the idea Mm -hmm. that there's something they need to do Mm -hmm. to be like God. They're deficient in some way.
1: Yes. Not really in the image and likeness. Yep. But you got to do something to get there.
0: Yep. And that if they just eat the fruit, if they just eat from the tree, Mm -hmm. then they can be like God. And if that's not the the human experience to this day, I don't know what is. We have the imprint. We have the nature. We Mm -hmm. are walking, talking manifestations of Christ in the earth. Mm -hmm. And yet there's always something we feel we have to obtain Mm -hmm. to be worthy of it. Something we need to tangibly do. Right. Um, rather than just the acceptance of no this this is just literally who you are exactly um so so w- the wages of sin is death i scripture, I don't disagree at all, mm-hmm. but I think we can even add an addendum to it mm-hmm. The wages of mistaken identity is sin yeah. um because their awareness got shaken just by the implementation of an idea. Mm-hmm. That idea prompts them to eat from the tree, and that begins this ripple effect, chain reaction of cause and effect. Uh, that that little by little begins to to reap chaos. What's the first thing they do after they consume? They hide.
1: Yeah, exactly. They hide. They're afraid. Yep. I was naked and afraid. Right. Yep. And this one that they had been communing with, walking with in the cool of the day, suddenly is someone to hide. So fear is this alien creature entity that enters into their consciousness that was never a thing prior towards the seed that prompted the act that prompted the hiding.
0: Absolutely. So the the original sin wasn't eating from the tree. Uh -uh. The original sin and, and and I'm I'm using common terms just for yeah. the sake of dialogue, sure. but I, I think you and I are probably on the same page what we mean by st- sin. This mistaken yeah. identity, yeah. The, the, this Here faulty continue. foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it or it isn't that eating the tree was the byproduct of right. the sin. Right. Um. Yeah. Once we question who we are, once we begin to evaluate from a human natural prism of do we fit in with the image of God? Are we accepted by God? As soon as we begin asking those questions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's a ripple effect. It's one chain reaction after another. Exactly. Um, now, what's awesome from a, a psychological perspective is all we then have to do is interject the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, is that if we if we can just, go, going back even five or six years, I found myself taking a shift where I, whenever I, and I I don't uh, pastor so, so most of my stuff is, is more either academic teaching or like guest speaking at churches stuff like that um, when I would be speaking at a conference or I would be a guest somewhere I found myself preaching one variation of the exact same message over and over and over again and it was the nature of God is love um Yeah, I mean, and 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 and, and I'm I'm preaching the choir here. You know, I I went to school a long time. You went to school a long time. I I know how to talk about other things, but I can't get off that subject. Um, I've almost, I've taken up residence there, uh, where I, 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 it's it's what's you know written on the shingle that hangs outside my metaphorical office. You know, it, 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 I can't get past love because I think if we just get that right everything else will take care of itself i, agree. I, I, I tell people i will
1: quit preaching on it when we get it
0: that's it but that's it
1: yeah
0: um and, and yeah i just and and you know the, the my my own eccentricities and, and and proclivities kick in where it's like now come on you need to write a new message you need to do something different yeah. but i find new layers of it constantly unfolding
1: because exactly. love is a person this is endless that's as it. god and so how can you exhaust it? God. Yep.
0: yep. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I've even found myself transitioning in my own speech to referring to God when I mean the Trinitarian, the fullness of him and all his His, his unique expression um, as love. Yeah. Um, with a capital L. Uh, yep. it, it's who he is. It's his nature. It, it, it is everything that encapsulates that that. Triune relationship that they engraft us into yes. um so we're 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 sitting here in the garden, and we got mistaken identity leads to sin, sin leads to death, death leads to shame mm-hmm. um, and like all parents um Adam and Eve simply reproduce their own best intentions mm-hmm. um. I think people are too hard on Adam and Eve. It could have just as easily been Matt and Carrie. Uh, I, I mean, it, 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 they just they drew the short straw um, right. and, and, and entered earth first. And, and mm-hmm. so the, 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 the opportunity to misperceive the nature of love yeah. um, comes to them before it comes to the rest of us. But it comes to all of us. Awesome. Um, there's they're still, uh, even though we, we don't reside in a place called Eden per se, um, we still have that opportunity where there's two trees before us. Um, every moment of every day, every decision that we make, we have a choice of what am I going to consume? I can weigh and measure the right and wrong, um, or I have the opportunity to consume life and, and what we consume, we reproduce.
1: Absolutely.
0: We are what we eat. We are what we eat. We are what we eat. Um, so when we're looking at this same paradigm now, we got the, the death leads to shame. They hide from God, um, and as they're in this place of no longer feeling like they measure up to what they always were, yeah, and nothing has changed. Their first thing was to hide, and then their second thing was to cover themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. God still shows up. Mm-hmm. Um Nothing changes in God's interaction to man. And this is where the, the grace narrative and the evangelical narrative split. Yeah. Uh, where their belief is God couldn't look on them anymore. God's right. upset. He's mad. He's wrathful. He's angry. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, no, God never changed. God showed up to cool of the day. Right. Um, the, nice. the Hebrew. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The, the Hebrew there suggests the spirits blowing. Yes. Um, that th- that's what's happening. It's that ruach term. It's uh, the same meeting place of where he always found them. Um, mm-hmm. He shows up, um, and he's God. He knew what they had done. Of course, um, but it's not like there. wow, what
1: happened? Explain it to me. It's not. No, he was having them identify where they were at. Where
0: are Absolutely. you? Absolutely.
1: Cause something shifted here and you know, what's, what's amazing about that. It was, that was an opportunity for them to say, wait a second, something shifted. And, you know, it was an opportunity to turn back instead of, you know, continuing down the same vein. God always gives us opportunities to repent and Absolutely. all of that. And you love the graciousness of God and the kindness of God. And the way he engages to try to pull out of us is that you need to locate yourself here because you've lost who you are, the, the awareness of who you really are, because I'm still me. I haven't changed yep.
0: God. Yeah. Sorry. And, keep and, going. And, oh, no, you're, this, this is great um, because you brought something up that I didn't put in my notes, but I wanted to mention it, but I forgot because I got sidetracked. Getting a little ahead in the story, but you 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 hit it and I love it. What do, when God sends them out of the garden, mm-hmm. and I don't mind the term expel because I mean my I, my background's education we expel people, um, <laughs> right? It's not meant to be punitive; it's meant to be corrective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in in the removing of them from the garden, which will in a second we can look at why he actually did that. Mm-hmm. The first thing he does to Adam is he has him work the ground. Yeah, and, and I remember thinking. Dad, what's up with that? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, of all the things that that he could have done, why was an agricultural? You know, I'm thinking of this in like business economic terms. Like, why why was he farming? And yes. and it, the literal word there is the dirt. Mm-hmm. It's the same word from which Adam was formed. Yes, very. So he, good. Yeah. Even in that expulsion, he sends him and says, "I want you to be looking in and at the dirt, not in your your you know in some kind of like." A horrible way about beating yourself up. But I want to remind you who you are. I want to remind you your origin, where you came from. I made you out of that. I formed you from it. Um, in love. In love. Yes. In love. Absolutely. Uh, and even the, the even the removal of them from the garden mm-hmm. was an act of love. It was a protective right. act. When, when the Godhead sits among themselves, and I love it because you, you, you can't Read Genesis three and deny a trinitarian element. Um, it, it, they, they talk amongst themselves: mm-hmm. the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and they say, "Okay, we we uh, this is th- this is that Bible you talked about me me, me right? This is my paraphrase. Um, I was
1: prophetically giving you the opening. I, I,
0: I receive right it. I receive <laughs> it. Um, and so they're sitting there and they talk about themselves and they say, okay, we have a problem uh, because they have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. They now have an awareness of.'" right and wrong and all the burden that comes with that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right next to that tree is the tree of life which as you consume of it you live Mm -hmm. if we leave them in the garden Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting it it becomes a cutoff sentence where the text just says if we leave them here and they eat from the tree of life Mm -hmm. and then it just in most bibles it it either has like the ellipses or it has like a dash Mm -hmm. God doesn't finish their sentence. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's. It, it, if we, if they live forever yeah. in a state in a of knowingly, yeah. it's a perpetual. Yeah. Think of shame, yeah. a never-ending state of shame, a yeah. never-ending state of never measuring up. And we, we had mistaken identity causes sin, sin causes death, death causes shame, shame causes blame. We're immediately. Adam blames Eve, she blames the serpent. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, it we never encounter them blaming anybody for anything right. prior to that. There's just collective ownership in the experience of of um walking and living with and and as um creators, co-creators with God in that in that edenic existence. Um so he sends them out and and uh it it I think about my wife and I don't have natural children, uh, but we are very fortunate to have um, some nieces and nephews that we are really, really close with. And um, I cannot, I have a hard time when we leave from visiting them. Um, now, now, Uncle Matt's a stoic, so I, I pull it together and, and I hold my demeanor, but uh, on that car ride home, um, it's always about the fun we had. It's always about, and when are we going up again? When, are, when are they coming down? When are we going to see them next? A- and the idea of loving them enough to send them away, wow. um, when all God ever wanted was a family.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the,
0: the, he is relational. It's all, if we look at the, the parable of, of the uh, the two wayward sons, because they both had issues. Yes. Um, that's a good but the, the prodigals, it. yeah, I mean, they, they both had some challenges. Yes. Uh, yes. We, they each had varying forms of personality disorder, but that's a conversation for another day. But we, we look at both of these yes. guys and we say, mm-hmm. what did the dad actually want? He yes. just wanted his kids. He wanted family. He wanted his kids. Absolutely. That's it. And the door was always open. I think my favorite part of the whole narrative, though, um, there's two, really. One's the fig leaf. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just say that they covered themselves with a leaf. It's specifically a fig leaf. Mm -hmm. We encountered the fig leaf again in Matthew, and I think John gives the account as well, um, where Jesus, randomly walking Amongst um, Judea decides to curse a random fig tree, and there's all kinds of great, you know, illustration there about that being the, the nation of Israel not 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 heeding his counsel, whatever. I'm not going to get into all that. I don't know how I feel about that, in all honesty. Um, but what I do know is uh, the first, the, the principle of first mention, the first time we encounter that fig leaf, that word um, was when it was used as a means of protecting that shame uh, rather than just being aware who they were, what's the, what is, it's the only destructive miracle Jesus performs. Everything else he does is creative. It restores, it brings to life. The only thing he destroys is the representation of the shame um, that um, Adam we, and Noah what we
1: hide with. behind as if we are so unworthy and unfit as sons and daughters that we have yeah. to hide. And Absolutely. he's saying no hiding
0: because no hiding. you're
1: my gorgeous son and you're my gorgeous daughter. Absolutely. And I want to heal that. That's it, nothing mm.
0: changed. It really nothing did. changed. yeah, um when, when Adam and Eve are being sent out of the garden, he gives the instruction about you know, I want you to look at the look at the dirt, I want you to see and remember um it it, it always reminds me of that scene in The Lion King, um where you just hear like this voice all around Simba um, with remember, yeah. um ju- just I'm trying to remind you who you are, not form you into something new, mm-hmm. um you don't need fixed. Um, there's nothing wrong with you apart from here, mm-hmm. uh, apart from that perception. Uh, but as that's all going on and he's sending them out and he gives the instruction to each of them, it says he he sets cherubim at the gate into Eden. Mm-hmm. I always heard this taught. I always taught it myself as right. they were there to keep him out. He kicked him out, they're to keep him out. Um the words in Hebrew there actually say most translations get it right where it's to guard the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the, the literal reading is to protect the entrance in, rather he than gives them swords them out. Yep it, it it's it's yeah. a door. Um, uh, Dr. Bill Hanshu uses the expression of it that it's it's a re- it's a revolving door that only goes one direction. Um, you, you can't get out you can just get in the the goal of this door uh, of the gate that they're protecting they got flaming swords right mm-hmm. um flames are light mm-hmm. um they light the way why are they swords and why are they twirling why are they in motion mm-hmm. um they're hacking Metaphorically, they're hacking up the vegetation, they're guarding Mm -hmm. and protecting the way Mm -hmm. and lighting it, illuminating the entrance so that once that perception element was dealt with,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they can enter anytime they want. There there was nothing keeping them out of entering back in beyond Mm -hmm. their perception.
1: Well, and then you also think, too, if it's flames of fire... You know, the, um, God is a consuming fire. What does he consume? Everything that's not of his kind, not of love's yep. kind. So in the getting back in, it's consuming all these false identities because the way back is to relate from true identity to true identity of who you are as sons, gods and daughter, as God's sons and daughters. So the way back in is that stripping off of everything that's not who you originally were in the image and likeness of God.
0: And, and I, I, some people are really big into like some of the quantum stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which it, it fascinates me. A lot of it's above my head. Um, I, I, It's over here, but I, just, I get, I get, I get, get blast, some of it. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I get some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the people who are kind enough to dumb it down for me, you know?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Give me the dummies version. This <laughs> <is great. laughs>
0: really? That's all I need. I need yeah. the cliff notes. All right. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's good stuff. But one of the things that, that I was, I was reading about that was that when you look at the idea of like, he's a refiner's fire, right? Mm-hmm. He's refining us. And in- mm-hmm. the actual concept in, in physics of how refining a metal works mm-hmm. is it forces the atoms to shake and shift. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's the same word as the twirl uh, of the twirling That's sword. So, cool. um, so I, I cool. when all of this, <laughs> the, the the idea that there is not a uniqueness to scripture. And and, and I, I have a very high opinion and a high interpretation of scripture and its value um I, I I'm I'm not in the inerrancy camp but I, I value it um for for what it is um the yeah. exactly um it, it's inspired but so was Adam they were both quote God breathed mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um but both capable of 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 error but I love this we can look at all of these scriptures written by minimum dozens arguably hundreds of individuals Mm -hmm. over thousands of years. And it all still has intricacy interweaving between the narratives. Um, That's the inspiration. Yeah, Yeah, no one could do that but our Papa. No, Nobody else could, could so interject and, and protect enough of himself mm-hmm. and enough of the narrative he's revealing to them mm-hmm. and ensure it's chronicled in such a way that it's one cohesive story. Yes. It's um, amazing.
1: I mean, it it really, really I, I love scripture. This is why I get sad and people in their con- deconstruction and I understand their stuff just like booted away. I'm like, oh, that's treasure. Let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Let's interpret rightly um, and then we get the fullness of what's intended. It is it's a miraculous gift from God. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, it,
0: oh no, you're good. It it, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everything from that point um, is really, and this this impacts my interpretation of of the Old Covenant scriptures. Um, it really is man trying to figure out in his own effort. Um. I, I think some stuff in scripture is literal, but I think a lot of it's allegorical and metaphorical too. And yeah. um, the tower of Babel to me is, is a great allegory of trying to figure this out on our own. And that's what they do for thousands of years.
1: Exactly. We're trying to build this tower to get to God as if we're not yep. already one with him. Absolutely. Facing our table, um, And then that,
0: mm-hmm. that somehow that's going to get us back in, in his good graces. It's going to get us mm-hmm. positioned back where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and all it ends up taking is the willingness of God um, to I, – I do like the term atonement. I think it's a valid term, mm-hmm. but it's not atoning God's wrath. It's it's atoning our insistence that something has to be done to set us right. Yeah. Something even, – even within the garden narrative itself, um, after God, you know – talks with them and understands you know that that they they are not functioning the way they were before their their perception is totally off now mm-hmm. um the first thing he does is he makes them garments mm-hmm. um and as as I began to get a different revelation on all of this um I mentioned I joke but, but by temperament I am pretty stoic I'm not much of a crier um I I got really teary eyed um that They didn't need garments. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed. But he still met them where they were at.
1: Isn't that beautiful? Um, I mean, just for us, meeting us where we're at, even though it's really not necessary because who we are is who we always have been. And that's an awakening to that. But in that process... I need a garment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need some yep. covering. I need something while you're healing what's on the inside that says yep. get in unashamed. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and and I know in, in in my line of work, which is in in, in some ways is, is um similar to some of the work you did on when you practice medicine that you, you do run into this this thinking concept of I know that. I'm not seeking to be healed when I'm unwell. I am healed. I possess healing. It was already guaranteed and assured. I'm just wanting awareness of it and for uh, it it to be fully manifested. But it's already mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, there, there is incredible benefit to to much of of what medicine and psychology can do for individuals. Um, I, I don't like referring to them as crutches. I don't think that's a fair. Um, analogy. They are tools that meet people where they're at that are less than mm-hmm. the absolute best that's legitimately theirs, but it can be a tool that gets us there. Exactly. We need to get
1: there from here. That's,
0: that's right. That's you know, right.
1: And, and it's not a crutch to get help yep. to get there from here. It's the graciousness of God to meet us where we're at.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I have a a dear friend that that uses the joke that I I wear, I wear uh, eyeglasses too for reading and such. And, um, and he tells the joke, you know, that, hey, uh, I know I'm healed. I know that's my identity. Um, But until I get enough of an awareness that my eyes believe that too, Mm -hmm. I'm going to wear my glasses because it lets me do what I need to get done right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: But I'm not Easy. going to become. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not perceptively dependent yeah. on them. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's a temporary step in the process of, of of being come aware of what I fully already am. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And it's gracious that we get help along the way because we're yes. all growing. We're working yes. out that salvation that's complete with fear and trembling, but we still have to work it out. So in the meantime, if you need glasses, wear glasses. <laughs> Yeah, you you know whatever you whatever it is that you need, God is so gracious to meet us right where we need, without condemnation, as He's walking us out in this awareness of all that is already true about us.
0: Absolutely, growing
1: in that, and He doesn't condemn us in the process, and that's just beautiful. That oh my goodness, that looks like love.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and 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 no one starts at the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's. Politically expedient to claim that we all, you know, came into the world the same way, and and I, I get what people are saying with that, but um, m- most of my clinical work is with pediatric trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we do not come in the world the same way. No, um, w- we come in with a variety of baggage that, that was p- not preordained but predetermined in the natural sense from before you were born. Yeah. Um, th- that that parent's drug addiction was already something that was. Uh, in the natural element, at least mm-hmm. impacting the gestation, I mean, these are 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 relevant factors, those multiple foster placements that you have that impacts um, so I don't know that it's any different within you know the quote unquote body of christ or or those who are aware of of their union with with the Father. Um, we all come in from different points with different elements of trauma, different a lot of it frankly, religious trauma. um and that's that's okay. Um, and that, that's, I think, the, the biggest, you mentioned the deconstruction concept, and I get it. Um, we're all in a place of, of refining and, and modulating what we have believed and reevaluating. And that's okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do grow concerned with how much of that is seemingly occurring in isolation. Um, this it, was um, always... Right, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Th- that's, so much of this is, was occurring in isolation. Um, that they're not... They almost, in their deconstruction, they disconnect mm-hmm. from all elements of collective fellowship. When oh, this okay. gotcha. this was designed to be lived yeah. um, in this community, lot, it, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, I I am capable of of believing mm-hmm. and, and certainly experiencing love, um, capital L love, God, um, independently. Mm-hmm. But there's there's an expression and a, a, an elementation of it that I can't experience mm-hmm. apart from others. Yeah. Um, and they can't experience the part that I have if I'm isolated from the collective.
1: Well, which makes sense because if Father, Son, and Spirit, they're, they're social, they're love, they're intrinsically relational. So which means we're in the image and likeness of love. We're intrinsically relational. And when we get out of relationship, we just don't do well
0: if if they couldn't function with as an island we can right um and i i even wonder too if if the had god and this is total conjecture it's just kind of wacky stuff i think about that i can't prove but it entertains me um adam, <laughs> adam adams in the garden he has the godhead with him mm-hmm. right so he wasn't alone right god creates Mm -hmm. from adam Mm um eve or or just the the female adam right um Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. then their removal from the garden they're sent together Mm -hmm. so even part of me almost wonders was the creation of eve when god did it so that again god knowing how this stuff plays out the lamb slain before the foundation of the world um all, all all of those wonderful concepts that we know was this really just god you know i it would be really good if he had somebody with him so it, it, at, at least when he's he, he's separate he's not going to be alone he'll have somebody to walk this journey with um mm-hmm. he'll have someone who can um be there with him in the midst i mean cuz it's great to have friends uh who have been where you've been or who aren't there but can just be pure support mm-hmm. uh, but it is helpful having people who are right there in the midst with you, um, you who know what you're walking out but yeah um but yeah and just one more quick thing on this this topic and then we can um move wherever your heart is for for uh the next phase of what we're talking about but um when we talk about this idea in uh Revelation 13, 8, where uh, that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world and the preparation was made um, for everything that we would need to have our distortions corrected and brought back into right alignment. Um, that word foundation, uh, I was looking at it in uh, concordant literal translation, which is it's similar to Young's, but it has, doesn't have all the these and thou's type stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then that got me looking into it. That word foundation uh, is actually the word disruption, Oh, uh, or collapse.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, so it wasn't from the foundation of the world per se that the lamb was slain. The lamb slaying was from the very point at which the distortion occurred. Mm. Um, talk about provision wow. uh, that, that that supersedes the need. Where even before there was an awareness that error could occur and thinking distortions could happen, Father was there with a plan, and that plan was going to make everything right again. Um, that, that's amazing. just profoundly amazing it, to me. It is. And, I,
1: I, I like to say that the capital A answer came before the little P problem of the fall because in yep. relationship, he's already had it sewn up and walking it out. So we yep. get it on all, we get everything covered, um, as, as we have eyes to see it covered, but it was yep. already covered, uh, in terms which is, which is so reassuring, in our own walking out from our own distortions because we all have them. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's like oh, wow, how masterful is God? You know, yep. that's just and and loving in his mastery because he he takes care of his kids. Yep. That's
0: just uh that and, and, and we can't screw it up. We we are incapable Of screwing this up in any kind of permanent capacity, because even even through Adam and Eve's transgression, even through Mm -hmm. the mistaken identity leading to the sin, to the death, except what that birthed was before you had the garden Mm -hmm. and there was distinction, separation Mm -hmm. in this. It was unity in in the garden, Mm -hmm. but there was Adam and Eve and then there was the Godhead. Mm Mm-hmm. We see nothing in the text that suggests Adam and Eve were intrinsically within the Godhead, mm-hmm. uh, operating, you know, a- a- as um, co-creative elements. Mm-hmm. Adam named things, but he didn't create them. No. Uh, Post Jesus, mm-hmm. where He's in the Father. The Father is in him. Mm -hmm. The Spirit is referred to elsewhere as the Spirit of Jesus, of Christ. Christ. So it's all the same Mm -hmm. interconnection. We are found in Jesus, so we're found in Christ. Mm -hmm. Post-Jesus, we actually had... It used to be that the church was all about getting back to the church of Acts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I (laughs) have no desire for persecution, frankly. No, thank you. Then it got to a revelation of, let's get back to the garden. Mm -hmm. I would submit, Mm post-Christ, it's better than the Garden. Because we are now found in him. Mm-hmm. We are not just the Trinity and us. Mm-hmm. There's the Trinity and we are not God, but right. we are found within him. We are seated mm-hmm. and positioned in him. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we're able to flow and move and be in complete and total oneness with him. And if we are in a place of oneness with him, mm-hmm. even our thought thought patterns and distortions are incapable of actually separating. us. Yeah,
1: that's real. That's amazing.
0: I I and it's one of those it's it's the um the Shrek onion. You know, I keep pulling back one more layer, yeah, one one yeah. more layer, and, and each one it's like I had no idea anything um that I thought I understood. Um and, and that that I, I love that I, I oh me too. It's learning so fun. is fun to me. Yeah, that just God revealing things to us mm-hmm. um and knowing that we've never exhausted it, that that, uh, until we have grown up into the fullness of the stature of Christ, mm-hmm. um, it is a constant unveiling uh, that my own view is continues on the other side of the veil. I, I don't believe we uh, leave mortal bodies and all of a sudden know everything.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I It's agree. just
0: we're in a new place and we continue to, to develop and, that relationship and, and love face to face.
1: Which is exciting. Yes, yes. So we're all about like playing harps on clouds. Oh my God, I'd be bored in five minutes. But you know, but this is about about growing in the knowledge of the most intoxicating person in the universe. That's it, um, and that is and and the his creation and you know all of that, and then also one another because we're uh, we're we're there, and so this this whole concept of oneness as he and the Father are one and how that's evolving and how that whole redemptive plan is working out with an upgrade on the other side. It, it's really astounding. And we get to be a part of it and we yes. get to be a part of it now. Yep. We continue.
0: Not in the buy and buy, but right now. Yeah, right.
1: No. And that is just, uh, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. So it, it gets your eyes off kind of, you know, the challenges of, of the now, I mean, you know, it's, you didn't, ex- haven't exactly had clientele with, you know, hangnail problems, very significant problems, but there's something so much greater that's already at work that we can be a part of that is amazing that helps sustain us as we're grappling with the need. right now.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it 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 is it is such a unveiling <laughs> that just keeps I, I I I stand amazed by it. I I, I really am. I, I don't um when we when we separate in our minds from an evangelistic mission that was essentially fire insurance let's be honest right. it was oh, um yeah, let's just buy you a policy and you'll be okay yeah. but to to now a place of I just want to tell you how loved you are. I, I just want you to know I don't need to talk about your gender identity, your, your your sexual proclivities, your aggression. I don't even talk about any of that with you at this moment. All I need to talk to you about right now is you are loved. Um, and if mistaken identity is what birthed all of the ills that man had to deal with throughout human history, if we can correct the identity, I think the rest will just take care of itself. I don't have to preach on those things. Because if you know who you are, you'll have the potential to to commune with God in a way that you recognize his voice exactly. and you can make decisions for yourself that ultimately trickles down into behavior, which is so secondary to, to true nature.
1: Such a byproduct. Well, right. and that and that requires us really knowing who God is. Yep. Right? Because in our distortions, we we've distorted God into something separate, angry, distant, unavailable. You know, uh, controlling all the different things that we've seen him. And so in order to know our, our identity in, in his image and likeness, we need to know him first. And so there's this constant going back and forth of, of, uh, learning and growing who, about who God is and who we are in his image and likeness. And that's amazing. And I a lot it. of times we'll see it in other people first. Yep. So people don't see it can't have a brokenness and can't connect with it. Now they will see it through you, which means we're living a past epistles read of all men. Right. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. That is amazing.
1: Oh my goodness. This is beautiful. This is so much fun. It is. (laughs) Yes. It is so much fun. Well, what else is there anything else in the Genesis narrative that you'd like to highlight?
0: Um, I I, just leaving it with that thought that, if we want to rightly divide scripture rightly understand it and interpret it it is through a lens of Christ and and that lens originates from an understanding that everything we see play out is uh, throughout genesis but the rest of of all of scripture honestly um is just mankind trying to figure out a way to get back to where they already are um and they ask for a king, he gives them a king. They they need covering, he gives them covering. Um they ask for a covenant that requires sacrifice, he gives it to them, even though Jeremiah says he never actually needed sacrifices. This was just kind of something you wanted, so he gave it to you. Um it, it, there is no lengths he will not go to to reunite the family. Um and and that's amazing to
1: me. It really it makes you fall in love with him because he's so breathtakingly beautiful. That's what love does. It just pours out. And what? Okay, we'll do that. Okay, you need. We'll do that. I'll meet you. there. no, I'll meet you there. And what God won't do to meet us wherever we are landing in our distortions and alienation and whatever. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, um, and it's beautiful. And there's so much hope. There's hope for all of us. Hallelujah.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Because we all need to be met. We all need to be met in a lot of places. Um, And he does that. He He does. does that. And that's just amazing. And he does it in such a humble way where he doesn't always require credit. You know, it's, it's really interesting when you go back and you look in your life and it was like, God met me there. And I, wow, I, I didn't think it was God. I thought it was me or I thought it was someone else or something else, but oh my goodness, that was him. That was him here, here, here. And you just see it interlaced.
0: And so in arbitrary, of- these arbitrary little things where you you think I just, I, I, I just as easily could have turned left. And instead I turned right. And that led to this, which led to this, which led to this. And, and it, it's, it's the culmination of that all things working together for good. Um, just, go with the flow um let those change and transformations come as they come don't try and make them happen just let him reveal them and release them as he goes um and yeah it it it's a journey it it is so much so less about the, the destination um than it is about the process the journey of Of getting to whatever that destination is, Uh, I assume it's the fullness of the stature of Christ, but I I, whatever it is, um, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, well, Well, and then God
1: is on that journey with us, and that's what makes that's what makes it worthwhile and beautiful. Yeah, that's so that's so wonderful. Wow, well, awesome. Oh my goodness, this has been so much fun. So tell us what you're involved with now, what you're doing now, where people can find you, find your
0: stuff. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Um the, the the easiest way is is to go to my uh Linktree account, which is just uh what is it? Linktr.ee, I think is the it's Linktree um slash doctor Pandel, D-R-P-A-N-D-E-L. Um all my links are there. Uh, my ministry website is uh no exceptions ministries, uh, plural with an s dot org. Um, and, uh, yeah, it has some, some, there's some free teachings and stuff there and, and the books are for sale there and there's other uh, resources, but, uh, yeah, I, I just took a, um, a new position with, uh, Global Grace Seminary in Texas. Um, we got a, a lot of really cool, uh, people on the, the faculty there. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of your buddies are on there. We got, um. B- Baxter Kruger does some teaching there. Paul Young uh, has a course. Uh, Andre Raby does some stuff. Yeah, L- lots of lots of cool right. folks over there. Uh, but I just took the uh, academic dean's position there. And so we're we're in the process of revamping uh, some of the programs. And uh, yeah, so you can also find me at net. Um, but uh, if all else fails, just Google Matt Pandle. That's the beauty of a last name like Pandle. I am the only Matt Pandle anywhere in the world. There's no other Matthew Pandle. Um, and not just metaphorically, yes. literally, there's yes. no other Matthew Pandle. <laughs> so if you Google Matthew Pandle, good, bad, ugly, whatever you find, it's me.
1: It is you. Well, it's It's gorgeous. We love it. We love it. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you. It has been a blast. I hope you will come back sometime.
0: I sure will. Love
1: to have you. So, all right, everybody, make sure you share this. This was so much fun. And make sure you find Matt, the one and only Matt Pandel, <laughs> <laughs> And and we will catch up later. So everybody have a fabulous day. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Katherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.